0: 2021, it was supposed to be the year that everything went back to normal. It was supposed to be the year where we started to regain our footing after one of the worst years in history. 2020 saw the introduction of a new virus, one that impacted our health. And as the virus set its sights in destroying our health, our government seized on the opportunity, never letting a crisis go to waste and set its sights in destroying our freedoms. 2020 saw unprecedented overreach by political leaders, public health officials, and unelected bureaucrats. We saw an unraveling of liberties and freedoms like we've never seen in American history, and it carried over to 2021. Lockdowns, school closures, businesses destroyed, families crushed, life savings demolished, Careers destroyed, record suicides, skyrocketing depression, crushed marriages, children kept out of school, forced to wear masks over their faces, elementary school, junior high school, and high school kids having the doors of their schools slammed in their faces and forced to sit in front of computers as teachers' unions told the teachers to stay out of class. The threat of more lockdowns, mask mandates, and now forced vaccinations where you must comply or lose your job and be mocked, ridiculed, marginalized, even called a terrorist by your government officials. When the hell is it going to stop? This state has led the charge of overreach. Lockdowns, mandates, forced vaccinations, crushed businesses, destroyed families, and forgotten children right here in the state of California. Home of the most beautiful landscapes in the entire world, the entire state has been all but destroyed by the politicians who have been infecting the political system for decades. Today, it's worse than it's ever been, thanks to one man whose incompetence absolutely knows no bounds one man whose failed leadership is so remarkably bad that it's almost unfathomable california has the highest poverty rate in the nation the highest income tax in the nation the highest sales tax in the nation a punitive business environment and record homelessness listen to me people of california when is it going to end when do you get your life back When do you finally get to make decisions that impact you and your family and your kids? When will the elected officials finally start listening to you instead of demanding that you listen to them with no oversight, no accountability, and absolutely no end in sight? It's up to you. This is your opportunity. You don't have to do this anymore. You don't have to put up with this anymore demanding freedom and liberties for you and your family and demanding that the schools open those doors and take the masks off your kids does not make you a terrorist it does not make you an anti-vaccination human being it does not make you a bad person to question the leaders who have been elected by you and unelected bureaucrats need to shut the hell up and take a step back. It's up to you. September 14th is your opportunity to put your foot down and to make a decision that will impact you and your family. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this hour-long conversation with Assemblyman from the 6th District, Kevin Kiley, as I hold him accountable and I ask him the questions that you have been asking me. It's time to take our freedoms and our liberties back, right now, on Fearless, A Political Story. What's up everybody, Keith Brooks here, AKA Boondock, and I know that you're used to hearing um, a little bit of everything, politics, sports, and entertainment, tonight uh, we're gonna go um, with, with straight politics, but at the same time, uh, we want to kind of let our hair down just a little bit. We, you know, it's, we're not going to ambush, uh, we're not going to ambush, uh, Mr. Kylie over here. Um, like I've seen people try to do in the past, uh, on YouTube and stuff like that, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, we're going to instead give an opportunity for people to listen to his message and hear what he has to say in regards to what's going to happen with the state of California. Cause the state of California, um, for all, um, I don't know, for everyone who's, who's been looking and listening and paying attention in the last decade, really, we've seen that it's gone, uh, it's just kind of gone downhill, yeah. um, and it's, it's been a, a pretty steep fall, and it has been steeper, if that's even a word, I don't know, I'd have to ask the Harvard man here in a second. Ah. Uh, <laughs> um, in the last few years since, the governor has been the governor and uh it's been rough so we're gonna talk to uh kevin kylie about that in just a few minutes this is matthew oliver who owns this beautiful place right here um this is like the when i walk in i feel like i'm not worthy i feel like i I should change my shoes and put on like better stuff but i'm not going to because i want to be that guy so we appreciate you letting us come in here and and also matthew has been so kind uh as to let us come in here and do this but also Uh, Over the last 18 months, almost two years now, he has been just on the forefront of trying to help uh, families keep their jobs, keep your doors open. He's been a a fighter for liberty and freedom for people in this state and in the country, and he's just been a a great community leader, so we thank you for that. Well,
1: thank you so much. You've been been leading the way,
0: too. Uh, Mine's a little different. (laughs) Mine's a little more in your face, a little more aggressive. (laughs) I keep calling out the governor. He won't come on the show. You think yours is different. He's been calling out the
1: governor. (laughs) I stood up to the governor. I've been sued and cited and fined and... But you're doing it. You're making it happen. Uh, yeah.
0: Again, I, I tried to. Uh, I I just sent a, an email to uh, the governor's office two nights ago um, after a couple of glasses. You're or... asking
1: him to come on the show. <laughs> yeah. Is that what's happening? They,
0: they, they, you know, <laughs> I don't think I have enough money to pay him. Is the thing, and he won't do it. So, uh, let me let me tell you who our guest is tonight and explain uh, his uh, his credentials because. He's a little bit qualified, but I don't know, maybe a little. We've got to push him over the line a little bit here. So this is Kevin Kiley. Uh, He got his bachelor's degree from Harvard University. Um, And then he decided, you know, he's going to go get his uh, juris doctorate from Yale Law School. Uh, And then he's like, I'm not done. I'm going to get my master's in secondary education at Loyola Marymount. So three of the top schools in the entire freaking world. Uh, he's uh, pretty well educated, and I think he's, uh, he's also been leading the way since 2016 as an assemblyman um, here in the 6th District. So he's, he's been a leader and, and somebody who has been fighting for California for a long time and now running for governor. I don't know if you remember, but like a month or so ago when we were here, maybe it was a couple of months ago now when it was the grand opening. That was the grand I said, opening, I remember, yeah. I said, hey, man, uh, are you going to run for governor? And you're like, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I feel like it's. My, I was evasive, really. <laughs> Jeez. I feel like I pushed you over the air. I think it okay. was you. I think yeah, you yeah. were the guy. Yeah. Um, so we've got a lot of questions. We're gonna get right to it because I don't want to waste too much of your time. But I do. There, you know, a lot of people are really interested in this uh, gubernatorial race, and of course, it's happening on September 14th. Yes, uh, vote yes. So let me get right to it. Uh, so, we have unprecedented times in the country and the state kind of leads the way. We've got a lot of weird things going on, in the state mandates um, and all kinds of problems that we've had here. We've got unemployment, we've got record homeless, we've got just just unbelievable problems here. Absolute overreach by politicians uh, that are elected by the people who get into office and then somehow forget that they were elected by the people and have no accountability. As you run for governor, if you are to become governor, what is the one thing that you're going to focus on first to try and earn the trust back for the American people who right now, at least for the st- people
1: in the state I of like California? I he's, like uh, he's talking to you like you're running for president. I, I like I, this. Because that's the next thing. Yeah, well, we're getting there. Yeah, we're we're getting, getting, there. getting ahead of ourselves.
0: <laughs> for the state of California, Californians, what is the thing that you're going to focus on to try and address... The just the loss of uh, of respect, I think, and um, trust and faith that the people have in their elected leaders. Well, I want to give people control over their own lives
2: back. You know, we've been living in a quote unquote state of emergency now for a year and a half. Uh, and uh, we've been living under the thumb of what's essentially been a, a one-person government uh, with you know extraordinary uh, encroachment on uh, on people's lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know mandates like exist in no other state and business shutdowns that exist in no other state and really? church shutdowns that exist in no other state and school shutdowns that exist in no other state. So, you know, this has been sort of a dark era of government control across the country, but it has been darkest of all in California. So I would wanna help, uh, you know, light a new spark of liberty and and self-government, which is really what the recall is all about.
0: The, you mentioned, um, you know, the loss of of liberties and freedoms and people not being able to take control of their own lives. And and one of the things that I think that people have been so frustrated with is, is, is just the, the, the overreach. And a lot of it's because of the emergency declaration. Right? You, you declare a state of emergency, now you have unprecedented power. Unelected bureaucrats get to make, make up rules and laws. Uh, the governor said he wasn't gonna give that up. Is that something when you, when you become governor, which I'm already predicting will happen, uh, is that is that? Are you going to be able to rescind that? Is that
1: something that's yes. on your on your plate? Okay.
2: I would immediately day one rescind the state of emergency, and that causes every state and local emergency order that's in effect to automatically expire.
1: Like uh, mandatory vaccination. Correct. Like uh, mask wearing in schools. Yeah. Like I have to, you know change my underwear every other day my wife makes me do that because of the state of emergency no it's true I and I don't I, know if I can help you with on that one Matt I'm just here I'm just saying
0: yeah yeah if you do help him with that that's t- top news we gotta get on that um, every other day <laughs> you're hearing it here first y'all um now, I, I, uh, it's important that we talk about that because that's, I think, one of the biggest things that people are really, really frustrated this. at. They don't, they don't really understand why, they're able, why the governor is able to do some of the things that they do. I think people kind of watch everything uh, in passing. They don't really get too deep into things, into the weeds, and it's because they've got their own lives to live. So the emergency declaration, we were talking to uh, Congressman Clintock, and uh, he said the same thing. He said, until we get rid of this governor... Those mandates will continue on. Is it your fear that if, if, if people vote no and he does not get recalled, that it'll get worse? Or do you think that at some point, even he has to pull that order back?
2: Well, I think there's a good chance it'll get worse because things have just kept getting worse and worse as they are. I mean, okay. think about it. Like we're this is Groundhog's Day. We are seeing the return of mask mandates. We're seeing the return. We're seeing, uh, you know, uh, vaccine mandates like don't exist in any other state. Uh, He's more than hinting at another school shutdown. Uh, So, uh, you know, there's and and even, you know, a few weeks ago uh, he's been sort of clinging to this pandemic mentality and the level Mm -hmm. of government control that comes with it. And there's absolutely nothing in our experience over the last year and a half that would lead anyone to believe that if he remains as governor, that any of this is going to change, and so uh, I think that you know the vote that we're having on September 14th, and it's actually starting now. People are getting their ballots now. Uh, is yep. you know one of the most important decisions that uh, that Californians have ever faced in our state's 170-year history. So.
0: Yeah, it's th- this one. Uh, I've been around. Uh, I've been in California uh, since. You've, you've, the been, around. And, you've <laughs> been around. <laughs> I've been around and been around in this state of California, uh, and and um, I've never seen it like this. I've never seen. It. And, and you know, when when he was mayor of San Francisco, I saw San Francisco do the same thing. It just it was just just this clunkiness that. Did, and did through. it ever get better? It, it never has it ever got gotten better. better. No and no, no no absolutely not. And and I knew that was going to happen when he became governor. Now, the other thing, and we're going to get into forced vaccinations and mask mandates and all this, return to all that stuff here in just a few minutes, but one of the things that people are, are very um, concerned about, I'm concerned about it too, and most of the people that were on my social media wanted me to ask you this question. We felt like in the 2020 election that whether, we, whether it, it would have been overturned or not is r- irrelevant. Mail-in voting seems to open the door for massive fraud potential, Not, you know, not having voter ID, not having not even putting down the last four years social security, like no accountability for where those votes are, where they're going, where they're coming. It just feels like they could be sitting in a room and make up the total and it's and i if, it, i've heard so many people say why even bother voting in the recall election it's it's well, well first steal. of all let me just stop you there
2: okay. I, I, I do not want people to think that i know i don't <laughs> want <laughs> them to think that either so <laughs> you know whatever your concerns might be just take that as added motivation to work even harder for us to win by such a wide margin that, that they it's can't, you know yeah. so uh, now the concern you raise yes uh, i call me old fashioned uh, I don't know what was wrong with the system where we all vote like on election day, yeah. uh, we present an ID. I'm gonna call and you a Then fashioned. we find
0: out that night who won, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah, I love that, right? that system's nice. What, what was wrong with that system? <laughs> it was no. great. There was nothing wrong with that system, and on top of that, they've done studies on the, uh, the mail-in balloting. They did it on, uh, during 2020, they, they've done the studies. They have shown, and, and I know a lot of people scream and say, well, it's racist if you, you know, if you don't allow that, and people can't, and not everyone can get to the polls. It has shown that minority voting did not go up at all, no, no percentage uh, at all for mail in voting. So, if, if what they are trying to suggest is that it's 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 helping uh, minority voters to be able to get that vote out, the, the the data does not show that. So,
1: well, let me let me give you a level of confidence. That we found the same group of people that helped drive this recall that happened are the same group of people who are highly motivated to be. Um, watching when the ballot counting is going on. Okay. They are, I have never seen a more motivated um, incentivized uh, put together group and they are they because these questions are real and they've mm-hmm. had them and they've had these concerns. Um, I even think in the state of California this last election they were highly motivated. Yeah. They're even more so motivated. Absolutely. What we need to do uh, this ballot harvesting that happens and we need People who can be motivated to start going out and saying, hey, have you, you know, door-to-door knocking, old school, going old-fashioned, going door-to-door. You got a ballot? Do you know what you're doing with it? Let me help encourage you which way to vote. Mm -hmm. Let me, you know, do you need someone who can mail this for you? Do you need someone who could take, like, we need to be motivated as equal as the other side to go out and help our neighbors and our coworkers to, yes, on the recall, and vote for Kevin Kiley. We've got to make that happen.
0: Yeah, that uh, the biggest. I think the biggest thing uh, that people, I, I hope people will take away from it tonight is look the mail in the mail in ballots. It, it is what it is. That is going to happen. They're already mailing them out, like you said. Um, but our motivation, like you said, should be to make sure that we are out. Voting strong, uh, yeah. that we're you know we're we're voting with integrity, and then we have those people that are out watching those polls and making sure that. Uh, and I tell
1: people vote and vote often.
0: Yeah, I mean you have to. Uh, I mean you have to vote. <laughs> Trying to trick me today.
1: You have to vote. Oh yeah, you
0: vote. Bring your friends and everything else. <laughs> tell ten of your friends, bring them, drive them. Don't vote more than once. We're not Democrats. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, and no, no dead people. Um, you mentioned, and we're here uh, again with Assemblyman Kevin Kiley, who is running for uh, governor of our uh, great state. Hope to God that we can save it because it's... Um, I, I just met with my best friend uh, last night. We went out and had a few drinks in uh, El Dorado Hills and he, he moved to Idaho a few uh-huh. years ago. And he loves this state. We went to high school in, you know, in the Bay Area. And uh, but a lot of people are doing that, and even I've started thinking about it. And man, I'm a surfer, bro. There's no waves in Idaho. Like I don't know what to do. I've got to stay here. So you've got to make waves. Um, All right, but I'm I'm, I'm on it. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Uh, I feel like David Spade in Black Sheep. Can I get a job in the cabinet? Um, So you mentioned uh, the mass mandates, the forced vaccinations. I work in EMS during the daytime. Uh, Our company, uh, because of the state mandate. Is now, is now letting us know that we're going to have to have forced vaccinations or we're going to be tested once a week. And they've been hinting that the testing once a week is going to go away at some point mm-hmm. and we're just going to get forced vaccinations. You're an attorney. <laughs> is this something that you see um, as the state being able to do, number one, and if it continues down this path, is there any path where it could get to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court would take it? And do, is there any precedent – in in enforced vaccinations well it certainly could be to court
2: and i've heard about uh you know uh lawsuits that are being prepared as we speak and yes the supreme court could take it up uh there are some precedents that are dealing with uh mandatory vaccination although there are certainly i would say uh novel circumstances here yeah. and so uh those are court challenges that i think uh, you know are are worth pursuing uh to see whether you know this is something that uh does uh you know is allowed under uh under the law but i think that the more uh sort of uh immediate solution is to uh, remove the uh, the political actor who's responsible uh, for this being there in the first place yeah Uh, that could happen uh very quickly we have a chance to do it in in a month and uh you know i think that that could even perhaps send an even more powerful message uh that if you believe if you try to you know, uh, overreach in the way that this governor has, uh, then, you know, it's not just uh, some legal precedent uh, that's gonna get in your way. Uh, it's the full force of the people that you're, uh, you know, uh, charged with representing.
0: And that's really the, the most important thing uh, for people to understand, like like, uh, like the Assemblyman said, and Matt has talked about it before, and um, Tom McClintock has talked about it, Kurt Euler was talking about it. It really, if you, if you cut the snake's head off, then all this stuff goes away. And and i at least I'm hoping that it all goes away. Uh, but you know that's that's the biggest thing is we have to we have to vote in that recall election. He has to be recalled. Once that happens, a lot of this stuff starts to get back to normal. On top of that, the way California goes, I think that would send shockwaves through the country. It, just like you said, right? You you you. you, you what the, cal- the state of California is trying to do, they're always trying to be first in state this, first <laughs> right. in country this. But if, if this were to happen, this recall happens, and you're sitting in that governor's office, that sends shockwaves all over the country.
2: I agree with you. And it is, uh, it, it, this is hugely important uh, because, yes, we have been living through this, uh, this era that is, it, we're now in. I mean, it's been long enough we can call it an era. Yeah, the, co- the COVID era. Years. <laughs> right? years. Uh, right? This era of government control. And California has had it the absolute worst of any state. You know, we've had the, the worst lockdowns. Mm-hmm. We've had the longest school closures. Uh, we were the last to open just about everything. And so if California responds to that uh, with the success of a citizen's movement to remove the person who is responsible, yeah. then I believe that yes, that could actually propel
0: change across the country. And you, you're you saying that if you are elected governor, then you'll end that that emergency declaration. So there will not be any school closures for the rest of this year and and beyond absolutely right? not i would make sure every school is open full-time five days a week uh, no excuses Mask no ready? masks required okay no masks required now people can wear them like they do in florida the, the, the governor has said if you want to sure. wear them you can uh but no forced no forced uh masks right and, absolutely. and schools would be would remain open absolutely um is is this something that you feel would be a, a battle with the teachers unions. You would have to take up. Is that something that are, are you, know,
1: you being? Is this new? Are, are you being endorsed by the teachers unions? <laughs> I don't. I didn't remember you taking anybody <laughs> from them. Yeah. My God, doesn't <laughs> happen very often, does it? That would
2: be uh, about the the last thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <happen>. yeah, exactly. <laughs> in, like the
1: Eagles album, "Hell Freezes Over." <laughs> you know what I like about what what you're talking about. Not only as this recall goes, the nation's going to be influenced, That's but you know, you're working with an assembly that is largely dem- Democrats mm-hmm. and liberals and Democrats. But I like when you, you talk about it. Is you say, there's nothing that scares them more or motivates them more than the idea that they can lose their job. And when you take off that, take out the head guy. Mm-hmm. And trust me, they're already freaking out. What Right now, what you see the governor doing is he's trying to make these other people do his dirty work. They don't want to do his dirty work. Yeah. They, they're seeing him getting recalled. They're, they're afraid for their own jobs. He's not guaranteed anymore. His bullying power is being diminished, even though he's trying so hard to hold on to it. And if he gets taken out, now all of a sudden, as Kevin comes in and takes that place, they've got motivation to try to work and cross the aisle and say, okay, now I actually need to care about my people. Otherwise, my people aren't going to care about me.
0: Absolutely, 100%. One of the things I think that, that uh, people are a little confused about as well, I saw this in some of the recall Gavin Newsom Facebook pages and during the comments section is, is um, we need to all fall behind one candidate, right? So if, if they say yes on the, uh, the recall, if we don't all fall behind Larry Elder or we don't all fall behind Kevin Kiley, then the governor's going to keep his job and uh so that's not true correct
2: that's not true it's a little counterintuitive because i think in a normal election those sort of dynamics are a concern but yeah. in a recall it's actually just the opposite because what we uh need is for over 50 percent of voters to vote to remove newsom uh if that first question succeeds as a yes or no question do you want newsom out if over 50 percent say yes then he's out yeah. he's gone Then the second question is another matter. That's a question of who will replace him. And I view the other candidates uh, on that part of the ballot as my teammates, not my opponents, because we can all bring people into the fold who will vote yes on the first question.
0: Yeah, that's 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 I'm glad you said that.
1: But why? why, Tell me the thing behind this. And and we just gave your credentials. So you're super brilliant. And um, are you pointing at me? Uh, no, I'm pointing at him. Oh, okay. I was, All right. You I was gave like, the credentials. Where did that come from? Okay, I'll You're take it. You're super brilliant. You're super brilliant, too. I mean, we both graduated from like sixth grade and stuff. So I, I cool. have a high school diploma.
0: It hey. sits up there. Very prestigious, too. Hey, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, Newark Memorial. Hey. Cougars, baby, what's up? <laughs> Cougar football rules. All right.
1: Casa Roble Rams, right? Mm. I look at you flexing. Mm. Um, <laughs> I went for like a year. So, but... Uh, Man, I was on a point. I was going no, somewhere. I, no, I know. I don't in, even in, know in, where I, I was I feel that going. it's still there right I was there. like lingering like right there on the <laughs> did, tip of my tongue. Did you lose it? I probably Happens did. to me
0: all the time, man. You're oh. talking about the two questions, right? <laughs> in the second yeah, question. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I know questions <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> I was like, Damn it. Robo, uh, Rock sorry, on. Yeah. Bastards. Yeah.
0: If you play us, we'd whoop you. Oh, yeah. Uh, you're a super night, smart guy. Yeah and um, thank you that's all i was that's all i was, all I was gonna say that's it's gonna come
1: back in like five minutes i'm stopping you whatever you're saying <laughs> totally to
0: bring it a hundred percent do that um, drink
1: some more. in the state of california
0: we have the highest poverty rate in the nation um we also have the highest gas taxes in the nation i work in an industry um part-time in ems where we don't get unless we're working for the state in the fire department we don't get paid that much and um, we've had, I've had, this has legitimately happened in the last few months, uh, I have people that are under my charge who had to call in for work. They can't afford to drive in, and these are these are good kids. They're younger, but they don't get paid a lot, and the gas is so high, they can't even come to work, and that's absurd to me. What is it that we can do in the state of California on, on the executive level to try and you know, curb these things, the gas prices, the poverty rate, what is it that that you can do to help uh, bring some, you know, just bring some uh, sanity to the state in that sense?
2: Well, on that specific example, actually, the governor does have the authority to stall any increase, to stop any increase uh, in the gas tax, which happens automatically. Yeah. And uh, you know, many of us asked Newsom to do this. Actually, just a couple of months ago, yeah. uh, he refused, and we was asked about what he said was, "Well, there's no such thing as a free lunch." Wow. No such thing as a free lunch. Can you believe asked- he said that? Wow. Okay, sure. There's no such thing as a free lunch, <laughs> but you shouldn't pay for you know a rack of lamb at House of Oliver <laughs> yeah. and get a Big Mac in return. I mean, you know, we pay the highest gas taxes to have the deepest potholes. You know, we, I have people who say, okay, you want to tax them more than any other state? Okay. I I might be okay with that if we actually got something for it. Right. Right. Right? But we have the the lowest quality of government service and the highest amount that we have to sacrifice.
0: And I can attest that as I'm driving an ambulance, uh, that we do have some of the worst roads and we always say it, even the patients in the back are like, don't, don't they have like taxes that they use for this? I'm like, I don't know what they're doing with it. It seems like they just throw it into
1: a bottomless pit. Don't we also have free lunch? Like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure for like all high school and elementary or something, they've been giving away tons of free lunch. We give away free Medicare. We give away free everything. Like, I mean, we, I feel like we actually do free. Like, California. For free
2: money. These checks that have been coming. Yeah, the, free. The cash. So right. much
1: free.
0: They, Yeah, they... We do a lot of free stuff, so we do. There is a free, uh, there is such thing as <laughs> a free, free lunch, lunch. The right? governor's uh, full of it. Um, the governor's been full of it for a very long time. Uh, when it comes to, um, I think the biggest thing I've gotten from most people is is how this is going to impact uh, their kids, right? So right. we talked about we're not going to close schools, we're not going to institute mass mandates. Um, I don't know if I heard it. Maybe I didn't hear it or not. But in in regards to forced vaccinations, that's something that you could keep from happening. Right? Absolutely. Okay, because that's a big one uh, as well. Huge. And, and I I'm call not, it medical rape. I yeah, I, yeah. I I am not an anti vaxxer So I you know I, I think that generally speaking, over over the years, vaccines have been very good, very useful, and 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 usually when they're you know researched quite a bit, it, they bring a lot of good things to the world. But with my daughter, she has a, a bit of a medical condition. She can't take she can't take that vaccine. Um, but some of the parents are starting to get scared that they're they're going to get forced and, and and you know you and I were talking about it, Matthew. As far as forced vaccines, it's like it's just like you said. You told me you're you're not anti-vaccination. You're, that's right. You're pro-choice. You know and it. when it comes to this kind of stuff, and that's probably the biggest the The absolute biggest thing that I've gotten from uh, families who who have asked questions is your responsibility when you become governor is, is to look out after those families and those kids with the forced vaccinations. So, he said it right here: no forced vaccinations. So. You have a very, he mentioned, you have a very democratic legislature that you have to deal with. And we've seen this over the years in California. You have a Republican governor. It doesn't happen all that often, but you do have one. And then, you know, you have to butt heads and the power's all in the legislature. Are you, have you developed enough relationships? Do you have confidence that you can work with them and that they'll work
2: with you? Well, sure. I've been in the legislature five years, so I know everyone uh, rather well. Uh, And, uh, you know, I have authored a number of bills that have been pretty groundbreaking actually yeah. on issues like school of choice on freedom of speech uh, on issues of public safety uh, that I've gotten through uh, but you know I'd be lying if I said and obviously it's just uh, you know <laughs> not the reality that I've been able to get the state turned around yeah. or to really you know solve the state's fundamental problems because you know that with this legislature uh, doing anything like really large-scale or meaningful that actually serves the public interest rather than big special interest groups is just totally a non-starter so uh, you know what Matt said earlier though is the key which is that the one thing that legislators will respond to is political pressure if they actually you know fear losing their jobs Mm -hmm. and so I think that the recall of the governor if he loses his job is the most powerful leverage you could have uh, in order to induce action by the legislature so that's what I do is right after taking office I would throw down the gauntlet and say here are the issues that we need to address finally you know homelessness the cost of living education and school choice uh, and uh, you know, rising crime rates. Yeah. Uh, and if the legislature refuses, well, guess what? There's another election in 2022 and they can suffer the same fate as Gavin Newsom.
0: Yeah, and I it's feel it's like a lot of them will. Um, so I, I, guess it's safe to say that our, our, uh, our, our state's law enforcement would be safe under a, a Kylie administration, right? <laughs> I mean, it would be 100% different. We have had,
2: we have treated our law enforcement so poorly, mm-hmm. you know, the legislature and the governor have targeted them. They've taken away the tools they need to keep their communities safe. They've thrown criminals, dangerous criminals, violent criminals yeah. back on our streets. They've refused to, uh, to increase penalties where appropriate, but have just systematically lowered penalties in a haphazard way across the board. Uh, and, uh, you know, not only that, but with the defund movement, I consider it the most one of the most offensive political slogans ever concocted. Yeah. Uh, you know, I would restore not only the tools that they need to serve their communities to keep us safe, but also the respect and reverence that every person in law enforcement. Man, deserves. that's
1: huge. Yeah. That's such a
0: huge. That, thing, that, that, that's like a. That's like a, a, a huge, yeah, gra- uh, like foundational thing. For like you. I want to
1: stand up and clap because you're <laughs> not just saying I want to restore the tools. But let's restore the dignity. Correct. I mean, I have a daughter who wants to be a police officer, even in the midst of everything that went on. But to mm-hmm. go, let's restore the fact that these people are putting their lives on the line every single day for us. That's huge, man. I love that. It is. That great.
0: It is. And I've got family in law enforcement. I think we all know law enforcement. So we, you know, we all... Kind of, I've grown feel up with that, with, the, yeah, with that respect, but you, f- you feel it in the communities as well. San Francisco's a mess. Uh, I, I know it's not our state, but you see what's going on in Chicago where police officers aren't even allowed to go you know, chase after a, a suspect. You know, you, you know, it's like unless they call and get, you know, uh, they get clearance from their sergeant. It's, it's just, you, you, you said it, we have to restore those tools back and we have to restore the dignity and the respect back to the law enforcement. When, when you become governor, the number one thing that you want to do and want to accomplish right away, the thing that you're going to get to work on the second you walk into that office, what's your what's your number one pet project, the thing you really want to get going on?
2: Well, ending the emergency is number one because so much else goes oh, with man. that and making sure that every California school is open full time. But I think that you know beyond that, I would want to start aggressively uh, and strategically using Uh, executive authority, not to create new policies like Gavin Newsom does, but to unwind everything that he has done to, you know, uh, (laughs) unwind the entire era of of one man rule. Uh, And then, you know, I'd throw the ball in the legislature's court as well. Uh, But, you know, maybe even uh, at a higher level than that, I would declare, look, the state of the, the era of corruption in California is over. You know, we've had uh, a state government that has not served the people of our state, that serve lobbyists and special interests, and that has caused, you said at the beginning, California's long-term decline, which Gavin Newsom has brought to a total freefall. Yep. And I'm going to say that is over with. We're going to have, you know, a state representatives who actually serve the people of our state. So if you're willing to do that,
0: I'm going to work with you. If not, we're going to get other people in. When... And and Matthew knows this uh, because he's a business owner and of, of several businesses. But business in the state of California is tough. It, 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 people they pick up and they leave all the time. I've seen it. You know, it happened with Joe Rogan. It's happened with you know Adam Carolla. It's happened. It's happened with a lot of businesses where they've picked. I'll up. Like and you went
1: with like, like all talk shows. Yeah, like I know Tesla. I mean, just a <laughs> little one. Those are my I people. Mean. What's <laughs> Tesla? Let me look it up. That's right.
0: Um, <laughs> The, um, yeah, I mean, it's been a very, it's been an um, a, a, a unfriendly business atmosphere in this state for so long. To talk shows, evidently. I, yeah, I, I, I know. Well, they bring in a lot of money. Um, <laughs> what, what is it that you can do? What would be your message to, to folks out there who are small business owners, which makes up most of the business community, um, to, to kind of put their mind at ease that, that help is on the way?
2: Well, I, I'd say number one, it, it couldn't get a lot worse than yeah. what's happened to small businesses. <laughs> it really couldn't it under really this governor. Couldn't. I mean, uh, and California it's had.
1: Governor.
0: Yeah, the, yeah, that's not Cal- gonna happen. Bite your tongue. Oh, sorry. <laughs>
2: California had the worst business climate in the country before COVID 19. And uh, actually, it's not bad in a lot of cases for big companies because they can sort of, you know, they have their own big compliance departments and lawyers on staff. And so, in some ways, you know, they invite regulation because that allows them to muscle out small businesses who can't deal with it. It's small businesses who pay the price. And we saw that more than ever during the lockdowns as powerful industries such as Hollywood. They got exemptions uh, while small businesses, you know, were killed off in droves. And so uh, I would, of course, uh, you know, uh, end the era of lockdowns for small businesses, but also begin to systematically roll back all of the unnecessary regulations, a lot of which emanate from uh, state agencies that are part of the executive branch so a governor could bring new leadership and get rid of a lot of those.
0: Yeah, everything that that um, uh, that um, the future governor has said here, Mr. Kiley, uh, is is, is very important. It, everything he has said has been, it, in my opinion, right on the money. All of the fears, all of the things I've heard from, uh, from people that, that I come into communication with, uh, whether it's in my day job, whether it's in this job, whether it's my friends, my family, people on social media, these are the, these are the concerns, and the number one concern for everybody uh, is has been lockdowns, has been mandates, has been forced vaccinations. It's been everything that this emergency declaration kind of encompasses. So it is it is uh, I'm going to go Spanish. It is mondo importante that you get out. Ooh, look at you. See how Bridging. I get, it, bro. One yeah, that was days, good. Bridging. I'm going to run run for office myself one of these days. Mm. Um, it is incredibly important that if you want to have restored freedom liberty uh, choices um, and have big government step back and allow you to live your own lives allow your kids to stay in school unmasked unvaccinated the choice is being left up to you then the number one thing you can do is to get out on September 14th and vote yes that we need to uh, that the governor uh, shall be uh, recalled Removed. and then number two and I'm not going to tell you who to vote for, but there is a guy here uh, who has made a pretty strong case.
1: Um, so it is important. It's imperative. Uh, can, I, can I jump in? Let me yes, just please. say real quick. This is why. People always ask me. They go, okay, we're looking at this. Who should we vote for? Who's the best for, for California? You know what I'm looking for is people. In, I look for this in business. When I'm running my own business. I want to see the people who are willing to do the job when no one's looking, mm-hmm. when there's no perks for it, when you're just out there doing it because it's in your heart, you care about it. Mm-hmm. I get guys who go up and they'll, they'll clean the floor, they'll stack some chairs, they'll do some dishes just because they know it needs to get done. Yeah, I like and, and I know their heartbeat in it. You know what I love about Kevin? Um, he was fighting for the people before there was a recall. Kevin was fighting for small businesses. He took the governor to court multiple times and won and when no one was looking. He wasn't doing it for a photo op-ed. He wasn't doing it to just boost his political career. He was doing it because he cared about the people. And actually, because I know Kevin, and I know what, you know, in conversations, he wasn't like, hey, I want to be governor. He was like, hey, is anybody going to step up to the plate yeah. who's actually willing to do something right? And we have people running right now that are are claiming all sorts of stuff and wanting to be the, the front runners of it who change their mind and change their answers depending on who's asking the questions. They're flip-flopping. They've not stepped up. And I'll tell you, when the governor, Newsom, shut down my business, illegal overreach, and and Absolutely shut it down. There was only one guy who said, "How can I help you?" Mm -hmm. And that guy sitting next to me. And I'm not talking about you, even though I love you, man. (laughs) But (laughs) one guy. Yeah, no, you did good. I appreciate it. It was (laughs) really sweet. I stopped by
0: way. That was (laughs) nice. But one guy
1: fought for us, and one guy continued to fight for us, no matter what. He showed up day in and day out. He never phoned it in. He never was, you know, slack on the job. He was doing it even when others. I in our full assembly i mean they weren't even active this guy was going what can i do and hitting the streets making it happen i think that's the game changer while others were waiting until the last final minute to decide maybe they're going to run on their name recognition kevin went out there and said i'm gonna do it because no one else stepped up to the plate he's got the goods he knows what he's doing and he's also got a plan because we've got no time when you get into office, we've got no time to make this happen. You've got to come in. If we learned anything from the last recall, you've got to come in guns blazing, getting ready to do this. And when you talk to Kevin, you've got to plan. Like You've put this together. you got someone with these kind of brains, these mm-hmm. kind of smarts. Yeah. You've got to plan. And I yeah. love that.
0: Yeah, and it's good that you do because uh, we did have a we did have a, a governor of California who just said a couple of days ago, "Screw your freedoms, you don't get to have them." Put the mask on. So I'm glad that uh, that's not something that you would do. Um, we've only got a couple of minutes left. So uh, Kevin Kylie running for uh, governor of the great state of California. Is there any? last words that you want to say out to people who are watching i don't want you to get too nervous man because you know i know you're not used to being in front of people and stuff like that (laughs) uh you know and uh, i i don't know how many downloads we'll get on this but judging by the social media i know a lot of people are really interested in it. so what would you like to say uh in 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 uh conclusion here for tonight
2: well, I'd say first, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Uh, thank you. Man. And I'd say for sure, uh, if you're someone who's listening, who, you know, helped with the recall, who signed the recall petition, who helped gather signatures. Thank you. You have uh, given us as a state this golden opportunity uh, nice. to go on a just a totally different course. And now we have less than 30 days to, to seize it. And so, you know, let's. Let's leave everything on the field. Finish let's strong. Let's fight mm-hmm. until the end. And you know,
0: I think we can have a new birth of freedom for the state of California. I'm excited, and you know, I I, I know that there are some people out there who are, might be getting tricked. I I, I see the uh, commercials every I don't know every 30 minutes um, on uh, a couple of shows that I watch about how this is a you know stop the Republican recall. Listen, when when I was watching um, in the 90s when I saw. Uh, the presidential campaign, and I saw um, George Bush running against Bill Clinton. I saw George Bush talking to people, and everyone was kind of just sitting on their hands. I saw Bill Clinton was talking to big crowds, and they were excited. I knew he was going to win. Uh, same thing happened in '96. I saw it with Barack Obama, and I I see it here, where we I drove past going to the gym the other day, and there was a a no on the recall gigantic sign on the street with like four people, yeah, holding, say, it. Three people <laughs> yeah. holding it up it was like super excited and then as i was driving home there was about 150 people on the corner in Folsom with the you know remove uh, governor newsom this is not a republican thing like i told you on the last show i signed my recall uh, uh, the the petition i signed it in Santa Cruz County, man, <laughs> right by the right by the point, when I was going down to surf, and it was yeah. it was sitting there. There was two ladies who worked, who were in the, who, 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 who were Democrats, who I signed it with, and then I we walked down and had dinner in Capitola. I know, I'm sure you've been there, and uh, all the all the businesses, like probably ninety percent of the businesses, had recall Gavin Newsom signs in that liberal county. So y- we know this is
1: happening, and this is why the governor's scared. Yeah. Uh, The media scared. They are not scared for no reason. They're scared because it's happening. Hey, before we end, Mm -hmm. I remember my question. Oh, Ah, sweet! I told you it'd come back to me. That's so great. So you're a smart guy. (laughs) Why? Why is the governor? We were talking about who they're going to vote for, and there's you know there's Democrats on the list and Republicans on the list, but the the media. In fact, I saw it today in the newspaper, and the governor are saying, "Don't vote for a candidate." So they don't even want backup. They don't even want like plan B. Mm-hmm. What, you're so smart. Tell me, this makes no sense in my mind why they would do that.
2: Yeah, it is an odd thing. They're saying uh, the Newsome camp is telling people vote no on the recall and then on the second question just to leave it blank. That's what they're saying. So <laughs> The Newsom
1: camp and all the media that's right. throughout The state.
2: That's right. Who amplify it. And so, like, uh, there's actually a term for this, in my view. It's called voter suppression. Yeah. (laughs) Apparently, (laughs) when you, you know. That's true. Apparently, (laughs) when you just do it explicitly, then that's okay. It's uh, (laughs) It's a plan. Yeah. And so, uh, and I'm not the only one who said it. Like, George Skelton, who's the op-ed columnist for the Los Angeles Times, said much the same thing. Uh, So, uh, it is a little puzzling. Uh, You know, the first thing to note is that the Newsom camp very aggressively tried to stop any prominent Democrat from running as, like, a backup option because mm-hmm. uh, they thought that would hurt Newsom if people thought they could hedge their bets and vote uh, no yes on the recall, but then choose another Democrat on the second. So they actually succeeded at that. You had people like Antonio Villargos and Tom Steyer oh, who were sort of like toying with the idea, <laughs> uh, but the Newsom attack dogs went after them and said, nope, nope, you're not going to run. You're gonna, we're going to ruin you if you do. That's the only good and thing so, Newsom's done is right. keep those two <laughs> clowns from <laughs> Exactly. And so, uh, so they succeeded. No prominent Democrat entered, but you do have like, a, I don't know, a dozen or so uh, just kind of random people uh, who are Democrats who who filed and now have their names on the ballot. So it, it, what my thought is, is why they're doing this, is they probably feel like there might be some Democrats out there who don't like Newsom who would be, feel better about voting uh, yes for the recall if they have a chance to check a Democrat on question two. And so they want to just like close off that possibility, leave it blank, and then people will feel compelled to vote no.
0: I think that's their thought process. Wow. That has to be the thought process because they I I'm, I know I'm not super duper bright, but that's the only thing I can even think of. Or or
1: maybe they're just like, if we say vote, no, but if you're gonna vote, yeah. vote this, okay, fine, Here's then an I'm option gonna vote. for you. Yeah. 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 Don't want to do that, especially because uh, Newsom failed to get the D next to his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> there are some other Ds on there. <laughs> yeah, I got some Ds for Kevin <laughs> Newsom. All
0: right, so uh, that's gonna be it for us. Uh, we thank you, uh, Mr. Kylie, for uh, joining pleasure. us. That's my pleasure, absolutely. Um, you know, what, whatever happens um keep fighting for us in the assembly Please. um i i i believe strongly that, that as your message gets out you're the right man for the job i do believe people will get that and hear that and believe it but regardless of what happens uh, just thank you for everything you've done and uh hope that you continue to, to work for i know that you will and mr oliver um you have been a pillar in the uh, community man and i appreciate you so much um i I wish I could drink wine the way you do, and I appreciate (laughs) it, but I'm a beer guy, so I can only do that. Um, But thank you for all of your leadership as well. Well,
1: and thank you for uh, doing this, getting the word out there. Of course, uh, 100%.
0: And, you know, this beautiful building down here, uh oliver's brew house in lincoln this is where we're at and uh it's phenomenal every time i come in here I've, i feel uh just i just i feel like a better person <laughs> <laughs> you know i feel like i've gone into like the club 33 in disneyland you know what i mean have you been to that place
1: i well i call this my disneyland
0: okay you, do. you know just because <laughs> it's
1: like it brings that it's magic it's it magical is. that's
0: what it is you just need that uh, in club 33 i've been there because i'm very important and uh, they only allow a certain few people in. There. They have Mary Pop. They, they have the the photo, or not the photo, the phone booth from from the uh, movie Mary Poppins sitting there right when you walk in, and it's just uh, I, it's just geeks me out, man. <laughs> uh, and it has the same feel right here. We need to get you a phone booth. Done. Uh, <laughs> I'm in. Uh, so we appreciate everybody listening. Uh, I'm Keith Brooks. Thank you for checking in. Now. This you can see on our, um, our uh, YouTube channel. It's the Podcast Lounge. Go for that and check that out. Subscribe. Hit the little bell so that you can get uh, notifications when the new shows come out. And you can uh, check us out on Spotify and iTunes. It's Boondock Underground. You'll have the audio version of this show and all the rest from there as well. So for Kevin Kylie, and Matthew Oliver, I'm Keith Brooks. Thank you so much, and we will see you next time.